and welcome to episode 24 of the Retro Game Time Machine podcast. This week, time travelers, we are having a chat about Super Mario Brothers 2, and we're going back to the year 1988. At the time of recording, it is June the 17th, 2021. I am Mesh the Newton, and joining me through a series of tubes is my co-host, Andy the Android. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm good. I'm good. It's a, it's a hot one today. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm definitely feeling it down here too, and I'm sure that it's not quite as hot down here as it is for you. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I mean, we we did get up to ninety nine hundred actually today is what the forecast says. So, scorcher. <laughs> but like on the flip side, I have air conditioning. So yes, you do. I sadly do not have air conditioning, but this is probably one of the, I don't know five six days a year that i'm like man i wish i had air conditioning so <laughs> um yeah not too bad i don't know that's why it's why my room is so dark right now i have all my lights off i have everything off that can be off <laughs> yeah uh but i don't know i'm just being a baby about it i think it's probably like 75 77 or something in the house uh yeah so not terrible but you know a little uncomfortable it's it's toasty. I I found that the house well because the house always has like a delayed reaction to what's going on outside, right? So yeah. if it if I've noticed if it breaks ninety degrees, the house at some point will get to eighty degrees, and when once that happens, it will not cool down until like close to midnight. So it's uh yeah really important to like kind of keep those windows closed and then run the AC during the day to make sure that that the house stays, you know, at a 75 degrees, you know, that's kind of where I like to keep it. So. Well, Hey everybody, we're back. You hear this? We're talking about weather. We yeah. got tips for keeping your house nice and cool during the summer with and without AC or I mean, well, ideally <laughs> with AC, but yeah, I, I just want to quickly mention that I, I missed doing this. It's been, yep. it's been a month. It's yeah, been a we, freaking month, even though we put out an episode last week that was us pre-pandemic, which is still kind of fun. Yeah, we kind of skipped a week just to, you know, things get busier in the summer and whatnot. So I think we were yeah due for a break, um, I guess. Yeah, well, I was out of town for a little bit. It kind of kind of messed with our schedule. You know, it happens. But thankfully, had something kind of in the can <laughs> from yeah. a long time ago but the pot, when we were a podcast without a name. And yeah, I hope I hope that uh, you listeners out there enjoyed a peek into the past of pre-pandemic life with uh, Mash and Andy. So anyway, well, we got a, a hell of a show for you this time. Yeah, we, we do. got a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> coming coming back with a vengeance. Anything else you want to say about what's been going on, um, or should we kind of? I guess rehash some announcements. We've also got a couple new things and then get straight into the news. What yeah, do let's do let's do the announcements. All right. Well, we said this last time, but wanted to remind everybody we do have a public facing Discord. Uh so if you do want to join, it's there. Feel free, come and chat with us. Um it's not super active at the moment, but you can help with that. <laughs> yep. And the uh, the links at the on the website, right? You can yeah. And actually, um, I think going forward, I'm going to keep putting the link into each episode. So if you are so inclined and you're listening to this on your fancy smart telephone, uh, you can tap on that link, and if you have Discord installed, it should throw you right in the server. But yeah, come and join us. 
Um, another thing that I don't know if I'm going to have linked right on there, but it's on our website um, is Teespring. If you want a shirt, we got shirts. You can also, I think, get a sticker. I think I have that on there. Um, but yeah, we got shirts of all kinds, really just two different designs. But if you like it, why don't you get a shirt to support your favorite podcast? And when you realize that your favorite podcast doesn't have a shirt, you can buy one of our shirts. There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. How uh, many podcasts have shirts, huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, probably a lot. Um, I actually own shirts of two podcasts that I listen to. So that's all I got to say about that. What about your streaming stuff? Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm typically streaming on Wednesdays now, and then I have kind of a floating day, which is usually either Thursday or Friday based on what's going on that week. Um, I'm trying to get back up to uh, three streams a week, but I have a feeling with summer and the craziness, I'm going to be down to two streams a week for a while. Yeah. Um, I'm also taking next week off for vacation. So if you're listening to this, the first week it's come out, I'm actually on vacation at this time. Vacation all I've ever wanted. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, it, and I, um, I won't be playing any games during this time. And it's not that I need a vacation from the games. I just need a uh, vacation from everything else. So <laughs> yeah, that um, sounds good. Yeah. And, um, but all, um, you know, I have a, a schedule that I've been posting, uh, in another discord, but I can try and make sure that ends up in our discord too. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, or just check out twitch.tv slash Andy, the Android. Yes. And get more information there as well. Yeah, I try and keep that schedule up to date too, but it's usually whatever happened the previous week. So cool. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of streaming. Yeah, you've got a charity stream coming up, huh? Yeah. So I know that I mentioned previously that I was going to be doing this again, and I was hoping that it was going to be the end of July. Um, but since I'm vaccinated and a lot of people I know are vaccinated, and it's been, I was going to say a million years since I've seen people, but we all know that that's a lie. It's only yeah. been a year. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, a friend of mine just bought a new house, and I, I think he's going to be having a housewarming party when I was originally going to uh, going to be doing this. So anyway, I just pushed it back a week. So we're going to be doing this August 7th, a 12-hour stream, just like I did uh, last year in October uh, or November. I don't know. It doesn't matter. 12-hour stream, 9 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time through uh, 9 p.m. And who knows? Maybe, actually, I don't want to set this expectation, but I did go longer last time, but man, was I exhausted. It was yeah. fun, though, because we played some Overwatch at the end. Um, yeah. So all that being said, um, I'm reaching out to a few of the donors from my last stream that were rather generous, which Mr. The Android here is one of those <laughs> people. Um, and so he is going to have the privilege of being able to choose what I get to play during one of those 12 hours. So uh, after I've finish reaching out to other folks. And heck, if you donate in the meantime, you can also have an opportunity to pick what I play during that 12-hour stream. Uh, I have a much more robust list than I did last time. Uh, since I was trying to keep things kind of kid-friendly, since I was raising money for a children's hospital, I really narrowed down the games that were available to pick from. But this time, since I have improved my... I guess, general connection of everything, it's way easier for me to switch between different systems. So I actually have, uh, I think, all of my main consoles represented in the list of games. 
And it's not every single game that I own for each one of those systems, but it's like, it's a decent selection of games from all of those systems. So anyway, I would encourage you to check it out. I'm thinking about just actually throwing the list, uh, also like a link to that um, on our website so that you can check out if there's anything you're like, oh man, I really want to see MASH like struggle playing this game. <laughs> or man, I haven't seen anyone play this game in a long time and I'd love to see it. Um, yeah, consider donating and, uh, you know, punish me or uh, help me help you relive memories or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but the money is going to a good cause. It's the Downtown Streets team um, and it helps the homeless in my local community, but then also uh, other local communities here in California. We're going to uh, dive a little bit into news here. And then um, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about E3 as well. Wait, E3, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, uh, I'm kidding. Yes. Yeah, E3, uh, e- E3 happened. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then we'll um, be getting on about Super Mario Brothers 2, which is our yes. game of the show. E3 phone home. <laughs> Couldn't resist. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Well, uh, you want to take away the news? Overwatch had an interesting announcement. And uh, you actually told me about this, but Overwatch is getting cross-play um, between uh, consoles. So PlayStation, Switch, and Xbox, and PC. Yes. Um, All of so, them. So yeah, and I, and I wanted when I remember asking you is like, is this for Overwatch two or Overwatch? And you said yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so all are they're, they're sort of unifying the audience, which is cool. And uh, that this doesn't include cross progression, but they're said that they were hinting that something's working on that. Yeah, so. that, that like, I think that'll be quite the undertaking potentially yeah. in trying to figure out a fair system, like for the people that have purchased more than one copy of the game, like a way to get all of their stats in one place and melded together. I don't know. Like it's, it's going to be interesting how they handle skins and the currency. Cause it's like, Hey, if I already have, you know, this mercy skin on every single version of this game that I have, then is that going to convert to like whatever the currency value is of that? Like that's a thousand credit skin. Like, and I have two more of them on my two other platforms. Like I guess total of three to like, are they just going to give you 2000 more? Is there going to be a reduction in the amount that they give you? Or I, I don't know. I'm sure they're asking themselves all of these questions and, uh, then after answering the questions, have to try to find a way to engineer this so it doesn't totally break everyone's accounts. So I do really appreciate that they are tackling that. I think that's really awesome. Uh, But I am also really glad that uh, Crossplay is coming soon because a friend of ours was finally thinking of getting into Overwatch. And he did previously have one platform that I'm insane and I have the game there, but you don't and other people we know don't. So I was like, man, I really, really want them to just finally do crossplay so it doesn't matter where we play. And then literally, like the week after I said that about him, <laughs> this was announced. So yeah. it, it still isn't live yet, um, but you can go ahead of time if you have multiple copies of the game to battle.net and attach your Nintendo Network ID, your PlayStation Network account, or your Xbox Live account. You can you can attach all of that to your Blizzard account, 
and then you're ready to do crossplay like day one when it launches. Okay. Yeah, that's that sounds super cool. And and when Overwatch was released, like crossplay between consoles wasn't really a thing. No, you know. So no. um, the fact that they're going back and sort of making this possible, I think, is uh, you know, it's it, it has to be like you said, quite an undertaking. So doing it from the get go is one thing, but then having to like come back and take five plus years of people playing on different platforms and kind of like throw that all in together. I guess yeah. it really only is a problem for the folks that have, um, I guess problem isn't the right word, but something that they need to find a solution for, yeah. um, for the folks that have multiple copies. And I hate to make this like a wish list, but I wonder if they could merge in a way that would be like, you have everything that is different and then everything that is particular just, you know, comes to get, you know, that's common just is sort of ignored. That would be kind of cool. I don't know, <clears throat> yeah. but it would, it'd still be kind of a bummer because you paid for it, but it doesn't really matter because you get it on multiple systems anyway. I think that's all I have to say about Overwatch right now because uh-huh. it's news and not what we've been playing. Um, got anything else? No. All right. Well, Battlefield 2042 uh, is all multiplayer warfare coming in October. So uh, when I saw this at first, I was like, wait, but they already made Battlefield 02142 uh-huh. is the game that they made before that I loved. Um, but the trailer for 2042 looks really fun. I'm I'm actually, well, I, I don't know why I'm saying it this way, saying I'm actually looking forward to it because generally I am a fan of the Battlefield series. Yeah. Um, but not all of the games have the same staying power with me. Uh-huh. Battlefield 1, man, I stuck with that game a lot. Battlefield 5, not as much. Didn't, didn't quite feel as good. And of course, all the very early Battlefield games. I couldn't get enough of 1942, Vietnam, 2142, Battlefield 2. Anyway, all of the yeah. Battlefields uh, had a lot of fun with. But this this looks pretty. And I really like in the trailer when... The guy, so it's not the gameplay trailer, but it's the announcement trailer where the guy who's flying the jet jumps out of the jet, pulls out a rocket launcher, and then fires the rocket at the other jet that was following him and then gets back in his own jet and flies away. That was in a gameplay trailer? So it wasn't in the gameplay trailer, but that's you've always been able to do that in Battlefield. Yeah, yeah. But it was, but it was, it was their cinematic trailer in which that cinematic, happened. <laughs> not the gameplay, yeah. But that was in a trailer. That's that's funny because I've seen, yeah, I've seen videos of people doing that in Battlefield where they yeah. jump out, shoot a rocket I just, launcher. I love that in. they embraced it in the cinematic trailer. That yeah. the community does this crazy stuff. <laughs> so yeah. they're like, you know what? Put it, put it right front and center. This is the like this is you're you're still gonna have the same battlefield experience in Battlefield 2042. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it looks like Microsoft's uh, Xbox Design Lab um, returns for Series X custom controllers. So yes, um, you have a Series X custom control. I'm not sorry. You have an Xbox One Design Labs controller. Yeah. Yeah, I got it as a gift uh, for my birthday a number of years ago from mutual friend Arabid Jalopy. Ah. Um, he customized it for me, got my gamer tag down at the bottom on the front of the, the faceplate of the controller. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah, it's super cool to, to have my own custom 
mash the Newton controller. It's all done in like the Half-Life color scheme. Um, yeah, so I, I thought this was, this, it, that this was really cool news that they were bringing this back. I was really sad to see that they had stopped the design lab stuff, but I guess it made sense because they were switching to a, well, only very slightly, but actually different <laughs> controller design for the Series X and S. Yeah, very slight, but I'm sure I'm sure there was some re-engineering. Yeah, I I still really have yet to get my hands on the Series S and X controller. I've read that it's that it's very slightly smaller than the Xbox One controller. Oh, yeah. I probably have too many Xbox One controllers, but at least hey, we can use those going forward too. So yeah. Um, let's see. Also, hey, speaking of Xbox, Xbox Series X games will soon be playable on Xbox One via cloud streaming. So I think that's a really interesting move forward. I, I, I think it's smart, but it's not the perfect solution. Yeah, it's um, it, it seems I, I'm I'm really excited about this personally because I really want to. Um, you know, I, I I think it's going to be some time before I pick up a Series X, um, and I don't want to miss some of those early games that come out. You know, like when you're waiting to buy a console, you kind of like earmark things. Like I'm going to play that when I get an Xbox or when I get a place. I do this a lot. Like I'll I collect a list of games, and then once that list gets to like three, four, five games long, I'd be like, okay, it's about time I purchase this because I want to play this list of games. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad way to do it. I actually, um, like back in the PS2 days, bought one or two PS2 games before I could actually find and purchase a PS2 because uh-huh. uh, they were kind of scarce. And actually did the same thing. Well, slightly different scenario, but I did the same thing with the Wii U. Uh-huh. Um, I think I had purchased also one or two games before I actually got the console. Cause I'm like, I know I'm going to want to play this and this is on sale right now. So I'm just going to pick it up and stare at it and wish I could play it. <laughs> yeah. I remember walking into a GameStop and being, being shocked that they had, we use just in stock. They say, yeah, we got them. I'm like, oh, really? And it was like the first month that it released, you know? So I thought, I thought this was going to be, we all over again, where it's incredibly hard to get your hands on them. Uh, ended up not being the case, but I'm still glad I got it. So nope, that's just going to be the case for collectors. <laughs> yeah, right. It's going to be hard to find one uh, someday. Uh, Xbox Series X playing on xCloud via streaming. Uh, sorry, on on Xbox One consoles. So, like you were saying, I do think that it that this is a great idea. So that when the console is so scarce, people still don't have to miss out on the experience of playing these new games. Yeah. So that like that is one of the things that I think is a very smart decision and just showing people straight away like hey here's a really awesome game you don't have a console at all you don't have an Xbox 1 you've never owned an Xbox but hey you can you can definitely play these games you know what you can do it for your your first month for a dollar yeah <laughs> it's it's basically like your first one's free it's it's how they're trying to to pull people into the Xbox ecosystem, and I think it's smart. Yeah, it, it, this is funny. I um, watched a YouTube video the other day on Linus Tech Tips, and they were making the proposition that like, 
hey, don't worry about those graphics cards prices. Um, we tested all the cloud gaming services uh, so that you can game without a graphics card with ray tracing and all this you know beautiful stuff. Um, and uh, the uh, scalper like markups, um, if you avoid paying the star, like the scalper markups, you could pay for a cloud gaming service for years, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so just uh, you know, in, instead just just play now. Um, so that, that's kind of what this reminds me of. So, you know, you yeah. can't get a series X yet. That's fine. You can just stream them. So, yeah, I mean, really it, there, there are worse things you could do while you're battling the bots, trying to buy your own series X. It's yeah. like, well, you could in one window of your web browser, be playing an Xbox game. And in the other browser window, you're on like nowinstock.net trying to track an Xbox Series X. That's the way to do it. <laughs> and then your save game is ready for when you'd fire up your Series X for the first time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It does work that way. Yeah. Um, but now I'm thinking of battle bots. No, you said battling the That's bots. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. The only way you can get a GPU or an Xbox Series X is if you fight your robot to the death. (laughs) Don't tempt me. Um, So uh, GTA Online for uh, the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 will actually be shutting down. It's finally going away. Kind of. (laughs) At least for the PlayStation 3 and for the Xbox One. Well, yeah. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, the uh, Xbox 360. Yeah, 360. Yeah. Yeah, December 16th, 2021 is the final day. Um, is that when is that when the new version comes out? <laughs> like, we can only simultaneously support two different iterations, like two different console versions of this game. Actually, yeah. I know they stopped releasing new content for the 360 and PS3 a while ago, but knowing that this is happening kind of makes me want to go and play uh gta 5 on my xbox 360 yeah i have the ps3 version also but yeah i, I gotta thermal paste that thing before I, <laughs> i've been talking I, about I that need to, i need to redo mine oh yeah because yeah. i might not have put enough on that gigantic heat sink yeah yep for some reason if you are thermal pasting a, a ps3 you gotta you gotta mud that thing up apparently yeah so really like use a whole tube <laughs> yeah um, so all these changes will have no impact on um, access or progress in story mode on these titles. So yeah, that, that's good. Those are all of our standard line items. And now we have the E3 corner. Yep. Um, so we're going to kind of probably go through these sort of quickly. Like Yeah, because this is an incredibly long list of stuff. And uh, if we talk about everyone in depth, this is going to be like a 10-hour podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> To, to respect everybody's time here real quick with the Xbox and Bethesda event, which that was a good show. I guess, to be fair, I did not watch the entire stream, but I watched all, I, th- I think literally all of the trailers from the games that came from it. And holy crap, there's a lot of stuff coming on Game Pass day one. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming this year that I'm excited about. Uh, and some next. So starting off with the next year, we have Starfield coming out 11-11-22, which is 11 years after Skyrim. <laughs> and it's going to be day one on Game Pass. Uh, also, Stalker 2. I played the original on PC. It was pretty fun, though I 
to be honest, I didn't play a ton of it. I did enjoy what I played, though. Uh, that is going to be coming uh, the 22nd of April in 2022. So also little ways away. Uh, but that is also day one Game Pass. Another day one Game Pass that I'm looking forward to. Because, hey, I was going to buy this game and now I don't have to. Back for Blood. It's uh-huh. coming out uh, in October and it's going to be day one Game Pass. So hooray. That's the uh, Left 4 Dead spiritual successor, sort of, right? So, so yes and no. Um, there's also a game that I don't have in this list for some reason called The Anacrusis. And that, I don't know if that's coming to Game Pass or not. I think it is exclusive to Xbox, PC, and... Um, well, yeah, I guess Xbox and PC, but it, uh, PC is Steam and Epic Store. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the Anacrusis is actually being developed by some people who worked on Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 oh. and left Valve and created their own studio. So Back for Blood is being developed by Turtle Rock. And Turtle Rock was the company that originally started developing Left 4 Dead and then Valve bought them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and I think they um, did evolve. If that yeah, and then, then they seceded yeah. <laughs> from the union of Valve. Um <laughs> And created Evolve, man, I was excited for Evolve. And then when it hit, it was like, oh, you guys really botched the execution of all this. The game is fun, but you've created like a horrible stir in the media about you. So I see. I hope the same stuff doesn't happen with Back for Blood. It looks very fun, though. Um, let's see. I did not see a date for this game but uh also a game called contraband was announced uh developed by avalanche it's an open world co-op game that takes place in the 1970s it looks like it has a a a cool looking art style uh we also have sea of thieves pirate life update coming on the 22nd of this month so hey uh shortly after this actually or shortly after this episode comes out um but it's a free update and they partnered with disney and they're bringing in some pirates of the caribbean content it looks really fun. We should play uh, Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, here. You can you can mention this next one. Oh, yes. So, very excited. Psychonauts 2 got a release date, and it is coming day one to Game Pass. Um, which is a little sad for me because I'm a backer, but, um, you know, hey, if you're paying for Game Pass, you're backing Microsoft, who is in turn backing Double Fine. So... <laughs> You know, I'm sure I get some bonuses also. I think my name will be in yeah. the credits somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. So that, that's cool. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really, uh, really excited for Psychonauts too. So I'm, try- I'm trying to go into it blind. So I haven't watched any of the trailers or anything like that. Cause I just want to see, I, I'm okay seeing little glimpses of things, but Spoilers, I don't want to see. It looks pretty. Yeah. It, it, I don't want to see any continuous gameplay through no, a level. So yeah. All right. Well, then there's also, uh, for you Fallout 76 players out there, there's some updates. I can't remember what they are, but there's some. There's new content for you. Uh, Hades is coming to Game Pass on the 13th of August. Looking forward to finally checking that out. Heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, We also have Halo Infinite coming out holiday 2021. It's uh, also, of course, day one Game Pass. And there is free-to-play multiplayer for Halo Infinite. So even for you non-Game Passers out there, you can still check out uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer, which is nice. Um, also a game called Shredders coming out holiday 2021. It it really, like, for some reason, gave me 1080 snowboarding vibes, even uh. though it's probably something 
I don't know, probably going to be more akin to something like uh, Steve, maybe. Or... Yeah, like at least, I don't know. It, maybe I'm just saying that because the graphics look so good that I'm like, yeah, it makes me think of Steep. Um, but anyway, looks fun. Um, Atomic Heart, which I think I've seen a trailer for this game previously, uh-huh. has like a very Fallout vibe. Um, first person shooter. Uh, anyway, release date TBD, but cool trailer there. Also another uh, cool trailer for The Outer Worlds 2. Also TBD on that release date. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator is coming July 27th to the Series X and has partnered with Paramount for the release of Top Gun Maverick. So there's going to be some special content coming to uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator soon. Wow. And I did also actually see a new flight simulator specific controller that's being designed uh, and released for the series x that is uh that turtle beach is making you know the makers of the gamer headsets yeah um so like it looks really cool um so that's coming i'm sure it'll also work with pc i would hope it does i would think it'd be really silly if it didn't um, we've also got forza horizon fives could be releasing sometime later this year also of course day one game pass uh, a game called Redfall is going to be coming out the summer of 2022 as day one game pass. It's another uh, Microsoft exclusive. Last but not least in our list of the Xbox and Bethesda event is there is going to be an Xbox Series X mini fridge that you can purchase sometime this holiday season. So keep your eye out if you want a slightly larger Series X to sit somewhere under your desk and chill your beverages. Um, do you want me to run through a few of these Ubisoft releases? And Go for a it. A few Nintendo things. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so Ubisoft uh, announced a Rocksmith Plus, uh, which seems to be like a Rocksmith as a service sort of type of game. Yeah. Um, I think so, it looks interesting, and they have an open beta right now. Yeah. Or wait, so, actually, sorry, I don't know if it's an open open beta. Like anyone can just join it, but you can ask to be invited to the beta. Gotcha. Um, Rainbow Six Extraction is going to release on September 16th. Um, Far Cry 6. Yeah, there was just a new trailer for that. And it's it's fun to see Gus Fring. Yeah. Um, which who actor, I can't remember his name, but great actor. Uh, yeah. So from, um, uh, from, from Breaking Bad, right? So yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone's favorite antagonist from that series. But it's just in the game, which is cool. Um, He's he's just one of those guys I just like hearing his voice. Um, I mean the same thing with Brian Cranston too. I just like listening to his, his voice. So so even if I'm watching Malcolm in the Middle, I'm like I just <laughs> enjoy it. Anyway, uh, a little off topic. Uh, Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope sequel to Mario plus Rabbids. Remember that game? Yeah, uh, and Mario plus Rabbids was pretty fun. Yeah, it was. It was. I just wish I would have played more of it. Um, it started getting hard. It's a difficult game. Yeah, it is a difficult game. So, uh, Avatar. There's an Avatar uh, game. Like a the movie. James Cameron's Avatar. Yes. James Cameron's Avatar finally has a video game, which it probably did before, but it's just weird to see it now. Yeah. It, well, it's a weird thing because it's kind of like, all right, the original Avatar took like, what the the movie took like nine or ten years to develop so did the video game just take another 10 years to you know 11 years to actually any anyway. avatar forever 
I just like, I feel like the hype's died down a little bit. Like your movie tie-in isn't going. Well, to, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, it's, it's on simmer for sure. I'm sure it's going to open up further than just the events of the movie. Like it, it anyway, um, <laughs> a little crazy. Yeah. Um, so we got the Nintendo announcements and unlike the other, um, press conferences i actually watched this one yes <laughs> and we watched it together in fact we, we did, did. a watch great. along yeah it was fun so um you know remotely still like you know <laughs> being safe and all that but uh yeah we did a watch along. hey we're so, vaccinated we could have watched it together we could have we could have but um we did not but so it was um, also tuesday morning <laughs> it's first thing we have some super smash brothers news uh Kaizuya from Tekken yes. is coming to Super Smash Bros., which I, I actually didn't know who that character was. Because he's I'm, just he's just throwing fools off of that cliff. Yeah, just taking his prey and throwing them off. <laughs> it was kind of cold. Yeah, just like dumping bodies off the side of that cliff. The first one was Ganondorf, and them just showing Ganondorf got me pretty excited because I didn't I couldn't see Kaizuya at, at that point. Kaizuya. Yeah. Um anyway. Uh, there was another trailer for Life is Strange um, coming to the Switch September 10th, which is kind of just a good place, I think, for that game. I think. Yeah, and I think there's there's like a few Life is Strange games coming. I think there's like Life is Strange Colors. Uh-huh. Um, and I think maybe the first two Life is Strange games. I don't know which one is coming to the Switch. Pardon me. Uh, which one's coming to the Switch on the 10th? Yeah. Um, but at least one of them are. Yeah, I feel like that might be a good stream game. I'll have to think about that. Life is strange. Nice. But, um, you know, just because it's kind of chill and you can kind of chat yeah. at the same time. So maybe we'll push. Through. I feel like everyone was streaming Life is, Life is Strange at one point, but so maybe it's overplayed. But um, I have never seen it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania, coming October 5th. Um, yeah, looking uh, forward to that. It's a collection of like, like what three games? I think. Yeah, so Super Monkey Ball one and two, and then Super Monkey Ball Touch and Go. I think I also saw it's Touch and Go. Okay. Yeah, so I I thought um, I thought that was really cool. Um, Mario Party Superstars, um, October 29th. Do you want to take the last few here? Sure. And I think with uh, Mario Party Superstars, there's like a hundred plus mini games that they're bringing from. A bunch of other past Mario Party games, so it's kind of like a greatest hits collection volume. I'm gonna say volume two because I think they did the same type of thing on the 3DS in the uh, past couple of years. So we're getting Mario Party Infinite. Kind of- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or Mario uh, Party Ultimate is what I meant. Mario <laughs> Party, the Mario Chief Collection, or something. Anyway, um, we also have Metroid Dread coming october 8th man that is a that's a fun trailer the way that that starts off especially yeah and as soon as i saw that trailer i was like this this um uh god what's what's that game that i was i I said it looked like a shadow complex that's why i I thought it it looked like so as soon as i saw the the trailer it looked like it was in the same engine as shadow complex just the way that the graphics are and so i knew it was going to be a 2 2d like side scrolling game with 3d graphics so yeah it looks very similar uh to the engine that they created for metroid uh samus returns on the 3ds ah uh, yeah that's like that's immediately what i thought i was like oh my god 
there. Either that, or I was like, I also got excited for a second. And I think I said it out loud, or I was like, are they going to make a, like a third person Metroid? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that could be really interesting. Well, that was, um, what was that game? Um, Other M. Metroid oh, other, other M. M. Oh, other M is third person. Yeah, I've, at least there were sections that in a third person perspective, but I'm pretty okay. sure it wasn't first person like Metroid Prime. Gotcha. So I never played it. I just saw gameplay. <laughs> ah, yeah. I I I definitely have not played that. Um, let's see. We also got uh, coming to the Switch. Cruise and Blast is coming this fall. And if you're like, wait, that is that kind of like Cruise in USA? Why, yes, my friend, it is. Uh, it's like cruising USA, cruising Exotica, cruising whatever. It's all the cruising games. Yeah. Um, but the latest iteration, and I got to say, I got a, I got a soft spot in my heart for the cruising USA franchise of games. So I am very much looking forward to this game. Um, also, we have WarioWare Get It Together coming uh, September the tenth, and also very excited to get our first WarioWare game on the Switch. Um, we've also got Shin Megami Tensei 5 coming November the 12th. Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp coming December 3rd. And that looks really fun. <laughs> it looks beautiful, too. I just love yeah. how they translated the sort of cartoony graphics to like a, a flat sort of like um, vector sort of like art style. I don't. I think that's what it's called. Just like those flat 3D models. Really, yeah. really look it up <laughs> yeah no it it looks really pretty um and i never played the advanced wars game so uh, i'm looking forward to finally checking it out um, we've also got a zelda game and watch coming november the 12th so it's kind of similar to the mario game and watch that we got last year uh but this has zelda 1 zelda 2 and uh link's awakening the standard game boy version not the game boy color um and of course it is a clock just like all the Game & Watches are. Um, and then also, coming later this year, but no specific date, we have the Den Gunranpa Decadence and Fatal Frame Maiden of Black Water. Um, so it's cool to see the Den Gunranpa series coming to the Switch because it, it was at home on the PlayStation Vita. And I know the Vita community really loves these games. Um, and Fatal Frame, I've never played a Fatal Frame game before, but I've heard great things. So I'm looking forward to that too. We didn't talk about Breath of the Wild 2, um, but the, the year oh, yeah. was announced for Breath of the Wild 2 along with a new trailer, which which is cool because we haven't seen a trailer in two years. <laughs> so we got yeah. one small sort of teaser and now we got a little bit of gameplay-esque sort of trailer. Anyway. Yeah. it uh, Yeah, so 2022. So next year, not this year. It makes me sad, but Maybe I can go back and play some more original Breath of the Wild or something. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? They're, they're, they'll stretch it out so that this thing comes out whenever the next Nintendo system comes out and do that thing where Zelda straddles two systems. <laughs> oh, I hope not. I hope not. I don't, I'm not ready for a new it. Nintendo console. <laughs> no, I know. I think that's that's all the notable things. I'm sure there was much more out there, but it's just it kind of gets buried quickly. Yeah, you know? yeah, and those those are the things just from three of the big shows. Um, sadly, Sony is not part of E3 anymore, so we didn't get any E3 news from them. But who knows? I guess maybe they'll release some other info sometime soon. Okay, well, shall we 
get in that time machine? Let's do it. All right. Well, let's get in. And we have arrived. It is October 9th, 1988. This is the furthest back in time we've gone so far. Uh, we've we have never graced the eighties with our presence. Yeah, this so, is the first time we've set foot in the eighties. Yeah, so I'm I'm very excited. And wait a second, I know this song. Oh man, here in Red Red Wine by UB40. That was the number one song on the day of the release of Super Mario Brothers Two. Um, also, some other notable things that happened this month in 1988 is October 1st, Mikhail Gorbachev becomes the chairman of the Presidium of the Supreme Soviet, effectively the head of the state of the Soviet Union. Um, yeah, that's how long ago this is, the Soviet Union. <laughs> uh, October 3rd, the 26th Space Shuttle Mission Discovery 7 uh, returns to Earth after four days of being out in space. October the 6th, the Oakland A's sweep the Boston Red Sox in four games for the American League pennant. On October 12th, the National League Championship, the Dodgers beat the New York Mets four games to three. So, man, they had a full seven-game seven series there. Uh, October 19th, the U.S. Senate passes a bill curbing ads during children's TV shows. I don't know how effective that was because I saw crap tons of... <laughs> of commercials when I was a kid during kids' TV shows. Yeah, they just slowed them down maybe a little bit. <laughs> or I don't know, maybe maybe it was like for every 30-minute segment, it was like a 10-minute TV show and 20 minutes of commercials or something. Yeah. Uh, that, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, on October the 20th, Britain ends suspects' right to remain silent in the crackdown on the IRA. Man, lots of stuff, <laughs> lots of stuff going on in the world. Uh, October 20th, LA Dodgers beat the Oakland A's in baseball's 85th World Series, four games to one. Uh, on the 22nd of October, Elton John sells out Madison Square Garden for a record 26th time. I wonder how many times he's done it now. Mm. 26 times by 88. Dang, dude. Yeah. Uh, also, hey, I'm glad I made this reference earlier. October 27th, ET released a home video with 14 million copies of the vhs tape pre-sold wow the 80s is a strange time yeah so vcrs were still new and yeah. some of you might be wondering what's a vcr <laughs> and just don't say that out loud please yeah <laughs> i'm gonna feel way too old um so yeah wow 14 million pre-orders of et for VHS. Uh, also, October the 30th, New York Jets finally beat the Pittsburgh Steelers for the first time. Wow. <laughs> I'm thinking in their NFL history. Wow, that's, that's quite a while. Um, also, this month, we saw a new album such as Daydream Nation from Sonic Youth, Rattle and Hum from U2, Traveling Wilburys Volume 1 from the Traveling Wilburys, Everything from the Bengals, and Introspective from the Pet Shop Boys. Uh, also, October 23rd, so same month in Japan, Super Mario Brothers 3 was released on wow. the Famicom. So like, hey, Americans, take what we call Super Mario USA. Yeah. <laughs> and we're dropping the, the latest, hottest, newest Mario in the same month. 
yeah, it's it's funny to see how different release dates were in Japan and the rest of the world uh, during this then. time. Yeah, yeah, it even continued uh, throughout most of the nineties. Yeah, um, if not potentially all of the nineties, because you'll see um, like on the N sixty four games that release late you know, one year in Japan and early the next year. And yeah, you, you know, yeah, they started closing the gap a little bit more, but in this case, it's like, dang, Mario two comes out here. Mario three comes out there. Same. <laughs> it's like, I heard they got Mario seven in Japan right now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Super Mario brothers two. Pardon me. Uh, Super Mario brothers two was the highest grossing game sold in the U S this month. Whereas in the UK, it was daily Thompson's Olympic challenge, which was out on the Commodore 64, the ZX spectrum and the Amstrad CPC. Um, I don't know that last system. I think it's a little, I think it's a computer. Yeah. Um, but I'm not familiar anyway, uh, really quick before we go on, yes. I was thinking about the, um, the Senate bill curbing, you know, uh, child ads during children's TV shows. Yeah. Do you think it was talking targeting like shows like He Man, which were basically like commercials? They the show was just a commercial for kids. It was made to sell kids toys. I don't know. I don't know because the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the cartoon was created to sell the toys. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He Man. I mean, I I think I think GI Joe started this whole thing, right? And I don't know if it was just because the show is made to sell toys or just because the toys were so successful. They're like, we need to make toys and then make a show around them. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, to super Mario bros too. Yeah. Um, should I um, kick us off here? Yeah. I just yeah. said a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, it was released October 9th, 1988. Um, and it was playable on uh, today. You can play it on uh, the, of course, the original Nintendo Entertainment System, which was released on. There's a SNES version out there. Yeah, um, so it's on Super Mario All Stars. Yeah, I saw some gameplay of that. It looks really pretty. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, of course, the Wii Virtual Console, Wii U Virtual Console, 3DS. Um, you can play it on the Switch, which is where I played it, and also uh, Game Boy Advance because it was also part of a Super Mario All Stars package, I'm assuming. Or so was it that- was new. Wait, Super Mario Brothers Advance Three, Super three. Mario Brothers Two, or something yeah. like that. Okay, yeah, I, I don't remember if that's exactly the right number of the Super Mario Advance, um, but yeah, they they did that there too. Yeah, it's kind of a funny thing they did. I know that the numbers don't match up. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, kicking off with history, uh, Nintendo originally released a different game called Super Mario um, Brothers 2 on Japan's family computer disk system, as we know as the Famicom, in 1986. Uh, later released as Super Mario Bros. The Lost Levels uh, for uh, Super NES as part of the Super Mario All-Stars package. Man, you remember when the Super Mario All-Stars had like good stuff in it? Anyway, <laughs> uh, that was probably quite a treat. Uh, its engine is that of an enhanced Super Mario Bros. with... Uh, the same basic game format, but adding more complex level designs, character features, and weather features like wind. I think that was part of this. <laughs> anyway, uh, some of the advanced level content has been uh, culled from uh, versus 
Super Mario Bros., a 1986 coin-operated arcade version of the original Super Mario Bros. for NES, all of these factors combined to yield an incremental game design with significantly higher difficulty. Also that year, the young subsidiary Nintendo of America was just beginning its launch of the new Nintendo Entertainment System and its flagship game, Super Mario Bros., This international adaptation of the Famicom platform had been deliberately rebranded in the wake of the American video game crash in 1983, a regional market recession which had not directly affected the Japanese market. Nintendo of America did not want the increasingly popular Mario series to be too difficult to a recovering, transfiguring, and expanding market, nor be too stylistically outdated by the time the Japanese Super Mario Bros. 2 could be eventually converted to the NES cartridge format, localized and mass-produced for America, uh, utilizing its considerable regional autonomy in order to avoid risking the franchise's popularity in this nascent market, Nintendo of America declined uh, the Japanese sequel's localization to America and instead requested a newer, more player-friendly Super Mario Bros. sequel for release outside Japan. As far as how uh, Super Mario Bros. 2 was received, um, it received positive reviews and sold over 7 million copies, becoming the fourth highest-selling game ever released for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Although only the fourth highest-selling uh, NES game overall, the um, or NES, I, I shouldn't say NES, I, I think of Earthbound. Whenever I, yeah. <laughs> um, so fourth highest-selling uh, NES game overall. The title is best-selling standalone NES game. Okay. Um, so wait, so is it saying that the it is the best selling standalone game that wasn't part of a package, never bundled exactly. with any yeah. edition of the NES console as a packing game included with the system at the time of purchase? Nintendo Power listed Super Mario Bros. 2 as the eighth best Nintendo Entertainment System game, uh, video game, <laughs> mentioning that regardless of its predecessor not being in the super mario franchise it was able to stand on its own merits and its unique takes on the uh, franchise signature format all right and for an overview of super mario brothers 2 uh, it is a 2d side scrolling platform game in case you guys have never played a mario game Uh, The objective of the game is to navigate the player's character through the dream world subcon and defeat the main antagonist wart before each stage, the player chooses one of uh, one of four different pr- protagonists to use: Mario, Luigi, Toad, and Princess Toadstool. Uh, unlike the previous game, the game does not have multiplayer functionality. All four characters can run, jump, and climb ladders or vines, but each character possesses unique strength that causes them to be controlled differently. For example, Luigi can jump the highest, Mario can jump the farthest, Princess Toadstool can float. And Toad Strength allows him to pick up items quickly, as opposed to the original Super Mario Brothers, uh, which only moved from left to right. Players can move uh, either left or right, as well as vertically in waterfall, cloud, and cave levels. Unlike other Mario games, characters cannot defeat enemies by jumping on them, but they can stand on, ride on, and jump on enemies. Instead, the character picks up and throws objects at the enemies or throws the enemies away to defeat them. These objects include vegetables plucked from the ground or other enemies. You can hit a dude with a dude. Yeah, that's and that's the only way to kill most of these guys. So um, the game consists of uh, 20 different levels across the seven worlds um, comprising Subcon. 
Each world has three levels except world seven, which has two. Each world has a particular theme that dictates the obstacles and enemies encountered in its levels, such as uh, desert areas with dangerous quicksand and snowy areas with slippery surfaces. Levels contain multiple sections or rooms that are connected via doors or ladders. Some rooms are accessible by entering certain jars. Um, Magic potions found in each level are used to temporarily access subspace, an inverted area where the player can collect coins and mushrooms uh, that increase the character's maximum health. In addition, uh, certain jars when entering the subspace will warp the player to later worlds, skipping levels altogether. I did that once on accident uh, towards the end. Anyway, um, other items uh, available include cherries, which are collected to acquire a star man and uh, a POW block, which can be used to quickly destroy all enemies visible on the screen. The player must defeat uh, a boss enemy at the end of each of the first six worlds, then defeat Wart himself at the end of World 7 to complete the game. Um, I noticed we didn't talk uh, about Doki Doki Panic um, at all, but... Oh, wait a second. I must have... Oh, I didn't end up putting that part in, in the history stuff. Um, I mean, we could maybe cover the cliff notes. It's, I mean, I, so I know that, uh, so Super Mario Brothers 2 is largely based off of a game called Doki Doki Panic that was released on the Famicom. Um, I think the Famicom disc system. Oh, Famicom disc system. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and like I think the way that the players control are pretty much the same. The music is very similar because I, I watched that video that you sent me that had the music comparisons. Yeah. Um, for the most part, it's almost identical. I mean, some of the tone or maybe some of the notes are slightly different on some of them, but the, the structure is basically the same. Yeah. And in some of the songs, they are literally identical. Yeah, some of the sounds are sort of smoothed out. I noticed there were some screechy ones around like <laughs> Birdo um, in certain levels, I think I saw. And then also the, the the only thing that is like really completely different is the introduction, you know, obviously because uh, the introduction involves Mario. Um, so that's completely different. And I imagine the ending is also completely different. So, um, but the gameplay, enemies, the levels, largely the same but Mario music and some items replaced and swapped around, but we still kept things like shy guys, which I was surprising and, and turnips. Um, yeah. So really like all the, all the enemies are the same, like visually pretty much everything is identical. And I've never really watched video footage of this game until recently. So I didn't know how very close, um, the game resembles, well, they, that they resemble each other. I thought maybe like more of the assets or more of the enemies would actually be different, but no. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, without without Doki Doki Panic, we wouldn't have Shy Guys. Yeah. And we wouldn't have Birdo. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's interesting because it, sort of the development comes full circle because it was adapted um, and then released in, you know, like the Americas and and I think, I believe Europe. It, it, and then... Um, what happened is it was eventually repurposed and re released in Japan as Super Mario Bros. USA. I thought that's kind of cool. <laughs> like it, it, Doki Doki yeah, Panic it came back full circle. Yeah, le left Japan, went to America, and came back Super Mario Bros. USA. So yeah, and I think that I think it's on a pink cartridge. Yeah, um, for the Famicom. 
Yeah. Anyway, I wish we had colored cartridges. That would have been cool. Yeah. I guess all we got is gray and gold. Yeah. Well, they were on the, you know, on on the American version of the, it were like, well, I guess the NES, uh, the cartridge was completely hidden when it was being, it was like a VCR. (laughs) Further adding to the confusion of people who don't know what VCRs are. (laughs) So. Yeah, that's, I think that's also why my kindergarten teacher, when I would bring in, wow, I would bring in NES games for show and tell. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think she always called them my, my video game tapes because wow. it was kind of like a VCR format. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, again, here's that VCR thing we're talking about. And some of you were like, what is a VCR? <laughs> I'm just, anyway, what's so, okay. So what's, what's your general take on Mario Brothers 2? So I, I enjoy it. This game's crazy. I have to yeah, say is. like the, the game is constantly like, it, it's almost like, it's almost like a trap. It's almost like you go in, you're playing like, and, and the things you like, you're playing Mario. You're like, I'm going to jump on this guy and he's going to die. Nope, that didn't happen. And then like, uh, what do these flowers do or these plants on the ground? Probably nothing. But if you press the button, you'll, you'll pull something out of the ground. So it's I like love that animation too. Yeah, they're just sort of like pulling like, and um, yeah, so I I didn't play this game a lot. I think I remember watching my cousins play and I think I've tried a couple times over the year, but I, I, I never would have like progressed past the first world. There's no way. Like I probably played a couple levels, died and then stopped playing. I think my cousin had, uh, he had purchased an NES like years after they've gone out of production, like days of PlayStation and stuff like that. And we were hanging out and just playing. I think I was just experiment. I played a lot of balloon fight that time. Oh, nice. and I, I think I also played this a little bit, but a balloon fight's got some good music. Yeah. Oh yeah. But balloon fight might be my favorite NES game, but yeah? <laughs> anyway, okay. yeah, I just like that game. That game just strikes a chord with me for some reason. It's simple, you know, and it's, it's playable and yeah. Anyway. So similar to how Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was like your first like your first real video game. Yeah. This is pretty much from what I can remember, I think I think this is my first video game. Yeah. So my my dad gave me his NES and some games when I was like, I don't know, I think I was almost five. Yeah. And I've never been the same. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, really, I, I grew up playing this game a lot. Like the, I don't get me wrong. Like I love Mario Brothers three, and I think objectively it might technically be a better game. I just like this one more. Yeah, just specifically because of like, it's my first game. I don't know. Like everything about the game, like the the colors, the music, especially the music. Oh my God. The music is so good. Yeah. Um, I, I I love some of those, like when you're in the caves or whatever, and you can hear some of those like taiko drums, like, yeah, I just, it, it's really good anyway. Anyway. Okay. I'm going to stop. But really though, actually I guess I'm totally on point because this bullet point for me says the music is some of my favorite from a video game. It really is like, I really feel like this game in a lot of ways shaped a lot of my taste in games and really like showed me that music 
in a video game can be awesome. I don't know that you can pick up what looks like is going to be a turnip and then you're in a rocket ship flying in the sky. Oh, the first time that happens. That's when I was like, this game is crazy. Like (laughs) (laughs) there's, there's pink dinosaurs spitting eggs at you that you can jump on and throw it back in their face. And they're like, Ooh, like, it looks like you slapped them with an egg basically. Yeah. And then you jump into a hawk's mouth. Like, this it's a game fever is dream. bonkers. Yeah. Like it's so bonkers, but it's so much fun. You you pick up a key and a weird mask thing is pissed off and flies around and tries to kill you. Yeah, I didn't like that when I was a kid. I didn't like when that happened. So much. Like, it's see that that was like a more controlled type of stress that you get from when you're drowning in Sonic. Yeah. Sonic, you can't control the stress until you find that air bubble. Here, you could be like, oh, crap, and panic and throw the key. And sure, you might lose it, (laughs) depending Uh on where you throw it. But you also can be proactive about it and just like throw it ahead of you and just keep picking it up. Like if you truly don't want the stress of that mask thing following you around, you could throw it. And the mask doesn't chase you when you're not holding the key? No. Wow. Doesn't. So anyway, I'm damn it. I'm still getting ahead of myself. So anyway, (laughs) I did play this game before Mario brothers three was released. So since Mario three was released, not too long after Mario two, like it feels like I got to play Mario two for like five years before Mario three came out. But I think that's just because I was a kid that it felt like it was that long. (laughs) Right. So yeah, I, I I don't know how close to release that I played the game, but it was still probably within the first year that it came out when I started playing it. And then also, kind of as you were talking, I, I wrote to this point down because I just remembered this. Dude, I drew the front cover of the Super Mario Brothers 2 box so many times as a kid. Really? That was one of my favorite things to draw when Little Mash had a piece of paper and a pencil and like some crayons. Like I would draw that and then I would color all of it in. And I still think I might have a few of my old drawings from 1989 or 90 that I drew of the Mario Brothers 2 box. I used to, oh my God, I used to draw it on the dot matrix printer paper that my mom would bring home from work. (laughs) Oh God. Those are at least all, well, not all, but a lot of my memories um, of the game. But yeah. let's, I guess let's talk about some specific things. Like, again, the music. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the uh, the music, what, what actually really stood out is when I actually beat the game at the end, listening to um, just sort of the ending music. It's like, I've heard it before. It's It's just like... I don't know. So it's so good. Like, I just like, I wanted to just like let it play for a little bit, which sort of uh, stood out. So you should like definitely look that up. I mean, just look up, you know, Super Mario Bros. 2 music online. Yeah. You know what? Maybe, maybe I'll do everyone a solid and leave a link to that YouTube playlist that I found of it. Yeah. That I linked in our show notes. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's just really, it's really good. I'm not sure what else to, to really say about that. Do you have anything like on the music? I mean, So, yeah, I mean, I really do like the underworld type music and I love the music from when you do like the slot machine thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> and the yeah. <laughs> did you um just speaking of that slot machine? Did you ever get any matches like this playthrough? No. Yeah. But I used to have the pattern down pretty good. Okay. That I could really can like I could consistently get at least one up from it. Yeah. I also figured out the pattern with uh, Super Mario World. Also, the bum 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 bum. Anyway, like I figured out the pattern and the beat at which I needed to press the button to always like hit a star. Oh wow! Yeah, there's there's a rhythm to it. So anyway, who knew? I was so primed and ready for rhythm games. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah, exactly. You've been playing them for for, for since you were. Uh, yeah, baby, unbeknownst right? to me, I've been playing. I've been playing a piece of a rhythm game since Super Mario Brothers Two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like overall, I'm. I feel like the the music everywhere. I mean, especially the beginning of the game. Like I love that they have fantastic music in the beginning of the game because, like, when I was a kid, I never beat the game. Uh-huh. Like I was super young. I definitely did not beat the game, but I, I probably didn't beat it actually until, I don't know, sometime maybe 15 years ago or so. But yeah, all the music in the beginning, beginning of the game um, is fantastic. I mean, it's, it's great everywhere else, but again, like when you're a kid and you keep having to come up and you die and you keep going through the same like beginning portion of the game and play the same first few levels over and over and over again. Um you know, really, really makes an impression on you. It burns that music into your brain forever. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this, this game is hard too. like really, really hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, uh, though I have mentioned, I have it on the NES and I still have my original cart. Uh, this playthrough I did play on the switch so that I could use that rewind feature. Cause it's just nice. It's just so convenient. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think it's like really doable today, you know, like just to, if you want to play it in or be able to beat it in a reasonable amount of time, yeah. like it just like, I don't, I don't need to prove to somebody that I've got the chops to practically speed run this game or anything. It's like, I, you know, with, with a lot of these old games, I think the the best way to play them is with that rewind and save state feature set. Like, I don't know. It just, it it removes so much of the frustration. And I know for the purists out there, it's like, but that's not how the game was designed to be played. Yeah. And I, I totally get it. But it's the way that it's the most fun to play now. Yeah. I mean, really, because these games were expensive and you know, you needed to get your money's worth out of it. So yeah. they, you know, demanded a certain amount of mastery. And there's <laughs> There's one level where you're just like, it's towards the end where you have to, you pick up a pow block and you're like falling and you have to like dodge the spikes on the way down. Oh yeah. And it's, it's totally like memory because like the game does not give you enough time to like see the spikes and move every time the camera pans down. So it's just like, I even just even using the rewind feature, I I like, it took me a few attempts to like, okay, sure. Now I need to go left all the way as fast as I can. Now I need to go right as far. I know as that that level is like without without using the rewind feature. That level, especially the first time you get to it, it's like, oh, you think you're doing good? Yeah, time to die. Well, here, here's death that you don't know is coming. Yeah. 
So that's, like, oh, you, now you know how to avoid that piece. You don't know the next piece yet. You're going to burn through a few lives here. <laughs> Hope you stocked up. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, did you have a favorite character? So this is the first time I ever played 100% through with Princess Toadstool. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I like, I usually, like I usually wind up playing her and, and apparently there's like an ideal path to like be toad on this level and then be mario the next level and be mario again but then be luigi and then be toad and then be princess toadstool and like anyway there's like there 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 are apparently better characters for each level but you can still complete every level with any of the characters and i've done an all mario run i've done actually you know what i think i've done an all each character run now Every time I've played this game, I've always gravitated towards Princess Toadstool just because of that hover ability. I love it. It's oh, so good. It is good. And I, I feel like I skipped challenging sections of some yeah, levels. It's, just, it's, yeah, it, she's she's OP in that regard. <laughs> yeah. But I, de- I did notice that, that sometimes like, so Toad has the ability to pick up things quickly. Yeah. Um, that with some bosses that would have been really handy because there, there are some where the timing is so ridiculously tight um, to pick something up. So especially when you got to pick up the bombs and throw them. Yeah. And you've got to place them just right, especially when they're moving on a platform back and forth. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. We're not talking it's, about bosses yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. But I I just noticed, yeah, picking something up sometimes, like the the boss hasn't shot another projectile yet, and I'm I start the pickup animation, but then the boss has enough time to shoot, and I don't have enough time to get out of the way. And yeah. so it took the rewind feature. I'd have to like rewind like five times in a row just to barely sneak out from taking damage in that scenario. So so I played pretty much 90% of the time Princess Toad. So I think I did a nice. couple levels with Toad and Mario. Did not touch Luigi. <laughs> oh, Luigi is super floaty. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure actually he's a he's a great character, but I yeah, he 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 flies real high, but like it's funny to see his little feet going. Yeah, in the air. Yeah, it's it's like he's like kind of running midair, which is what's like causing him to be slightly floaty as he's jumping around. Anyway, you'll have to try him out. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know. I think I think Princess Toadstool is my favorite character yeah. in the game. What about general levels? Like some some of the desert levels are kind of more difficult because of the yeah. sand and stuff. Yeah, especially because you're dealing with those uh snake-like characters, which I I didn't write down their name, but um uh which I'll look up right now. But yeah, sometimes the, the snakes would pop out of the pots and I'm still trying to deal with the sand and get out of the way. Oh are- yeah, those snakes that pop out and like spit bullets at you or something. Yeah, they are uh, cobrats is what they are. <laughs> cobrats. Yeah, and then also in the desert type levels, there are the sections like when you go in through a door where you have to like play Dig Dug basically and yeah. dig your way down. <laughs> those are those are funny. It's like its own game. Yeah, and it, it can be kind of difficult with, uh, like if you don't pick a good path to come down you can have shy guys raining down on your head. Yeah. And I've noticed that the shy guys will, 
they basically, when they drop a level, they will turn wherever direction that you are. They will not always continue in the same linear path back and forth. Yeah. So like if they, yeah, if they fall down a block, they'll turn around to come at you and take the shortest path to you. Um, but yeah, they start to just pile up on you. Yeah. Since you're going down the sand, you know, and if you just go straight down, they'll just come down and fall straight on your head. You know? Yeah. Whatever levels that you end up, I don't know, like some of the levels that you have to go really far like or that, that have a lot of verticality. Uh-huh. Um, those can be kind of fun because I don't feel like you get a ton of games like that where you're platforming vertically a lot. I still feel like this is a, a time where it's a lot of left to right. I guess now that I'm thinking of like stuff like Mega Man 2, I'm turning like what I'm saying, turning that on its head. But um, I still don't think it's super common to have a lot of verticality in games like this. Yeah, I, I did. I think seven one is like my favorite level. And that had a lot of like, you know, you're kind of in the clouds. Oh, yeah. And you have to like ride the pterodactyl guys like to the left yeah. of the screen. And at least that's how I did it. So, yeah, that and all of the uh, the times that you end up flying around on a little magic carpet and like jumping and throwing those birds off. It's I don't know. Like st- stuff like that in games, I always really appreciate where you can essentially hijack the vehicle of an enemy. And, you know, like I said a second ago, of course, in this case, it's stealing their magic carpet. But I, I, it's so satisfying to be able to take <laughs> the mode of transportation away from your enemy so that you can use it to your benefit. And as I'm still kind of looking at like 7 1, because I pulled up the actual map. That is a really cool vertical level when you're like up in the clouds. It's almost like got this like Greek uh, god type atmosphere going with it. Like it's it it's a it's a cool and unique design from the rest of what was going on in the game. Definitely. Um, okay, there was one level that was really frustrating where the pterodactyl where the pterodactyls with the bombs are first introduced and they're just raining them on your head <laughs> like and I, I think ultimately you have to go right for a little while and then the you have to catch somehow get on top of one of the pterodactyls but they're actually really high up so I don't know if Luigi would have been the better choice for that level but yeah, I'm trying to remember that so there there's also one level in which, I wonder if it's that one because I almost don't remember what you're talking about. There's yeah. like one level that I know a secret on, uh-huh. and it's oh. like later in the game. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely in World Six. Like, um, yeah, it, it might be somewhere around there where like I know a secret that, that that you can do right at the beginning of the level, and you basically skip the entire level. Yeah, it's it, there's because you enter and then there's a pot right above you, and then you have to go right where there's some platforms, I guess, where you can jump on top of the. Um, pterodactyls, and they'll give you a ride over back over to the left so that you can get up on. Oh, top that of does there. sound familiar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, normally I find ice levels really annoying, but for uh-huh. some reason I really enjoy these. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I think I think that's the level where where you first are introduced to the pulling up a turnip, but then all of a sudden you're in a rocket. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I remember. I remember the whales are also introduced right before oh, that. Yeah. But we're we haven't talked about enemies yet. So yeah, 
Well, speaking of enemies, the shy guys are really interesting. Well, I'm going to talk about the whales, but the shy guys are just interesting because they're basically indestructible unless you throw one at the other one. It's kind of like the only weakness. I mean, you, of course you can throw a turnip, you can throw anything at them and they'll, but it's just like such a formidable enemy, (laughs) you know, like you could pick them up, throw them around. And if they don't hit anything, they're, they're coming back. Um, So I thought that was a really cool introduction. Um, but now I'm going to be a little bit more satisfied um, the next time I play Yoshi's Island and I get to eat them, you know, yeah. and turn them into eggs. So, um, Oh, and Pidget is who I was talking about, the enemy that's on the flying carpet. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love, I love jumping on Pidget's head and stealing his flying carpet. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a part, there's one level you have to, it's like, you yeah. have to, you just. Yeah. And, and that's, that's pretty early in the game where you straight up have to steal it from him to get all the way across like the gap in the level. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's another gap involving Birdo that I might as well talk about now, but oh yeah, there's one that spawns. You just have to ride the egg. And I'm like, that's that is so cool. Is, is a really cool moment. So you just like, if you kill the Birdo, uh, another one just comes back. And so it's kind of just like a hint, like you need to use his, the Birdo's projectiles as uh, like a, a bridge basically. So I just think it's a, it was a cool moment. Yeah. And those masks are called Fanto. Yeah. Like like a phantom, yeah, flying around the guardians of the key, and the the whales uh, the whales are an enemy because like they have a lot of ways of damaging you. They are like kind of a floating platform because they use yeah. their sort of uh, blowhole to create a platform for you. But if they have, they also hurt you. So I'm mad at the whales. They betrayed me. I was like, oh, it's a whale. You know, it's a nice friendly whale. But then. They start damaging me when I touch them at the wrong places or hit the side of the the spout of the blowhole. And I'm like, oh no, you're not my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Did you want to talk about the Hawkmouth moment? Did you ever have, do you recall the first time that Hawkmouth betrayed you? Wait, what? So Hawkmouth, so so when Hawkmouth betrayed you. Yeah. Okay. So Hawkmouth is the is the door. It's that you go through. Yeah, at this, the end of this game level. is an acid trip. So, but in in Wart's Castle, Hawkmouth attacks you when you get. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, like you pick up the exit, like diamond or or, or gem or whatever it yeah. is that um, Birdo drops, and then uh, you you go walk right up to Hawkmouth, but then this time it comes off the wall and starts attacking you. I don't know. I thought that that yeah, was pretty that, terrifying when that I was messed young. With me. I was waiting the whole game for it to happen. And then I didn't realize that it's not until the very end of the game. Does it actually happen? So, yeah, man, I, it's funny. I even kind of forgot that that happened (laughs) uh, until you just explained it again. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. That did happen. I did just play through this game. I always thought that the tweeter enemy just looks really weird. Uh huh. Like, He's just got a strange animation. He just kind of like hops around on the ground, like doesn't really do much to be a threat to you other than, of course, just don't touch it. Oh, but yeah. It's it's it really. Well, I mean, I guess the same with the shy guys. Actually, most of the enemies, you can just jump on them, pick them up and throw them. But I don't know. The tweeter seems fairly predictable. 
Um, I guess slightly less predictable than a shy guy, but still. It's like a little bird that um, moves kind of like a winged uh, Koopa, basically, right? It kind yeah. of just sort of bounces around, jumps around. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it maybe is kind of like the winged Koopa Troopas. Yeah. They kind of like bounce around. Yeah, the 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 ninjas were always the one. They're just like these little ninja dudes that jump yeah. up and they jump higher in or and shorter jumps in like an unpredictable fashion. So it's like yeah. getting around them is kind of annoying and actually even just trying to land on them is difficult. Yeah. And it's funny. I didn't know the hoopster, the ladybug. I didn't know that it was called that. It's like, <laughs> Oh, there's a weird ladybug with too many legs or I don't know if it has too many legs in my brain. It has too many legs. Yeah. Um, and gigantic eyes just going up and down that vine. Yeah, and you can you can ride them, which is nice too. Like they don't necessarily. Oh hurt yeah, you. that's right. I forgot. So that's I thought that was kind of neat about them. Like they weren't so annoying. And so there's the there's also the the auto bomb thing, mm-hmm. like the little vehicle that sometimes you end up seeing like the pokey, the cactus on, or uh, oh, and the ostro, the little ostrich looking thing. Sometimes there's a shy guy riding on the back of an ostrich. Yeah. Really, this game is totally like an acid trip. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I guess I called them pterodactyls, but they're actually albatross. Yes. The albatross. Um, it's the proper name. But yeah, the Autobomb is like a little, just a little minecart you could ride that the shy guys are. I, I know that there's one level where there's like spikes and you just have yeah, to you like have to ride it. Yeah, you just pick it up, throw it, jack the shy guy, like Grand Theft Auto style, and then yeah. <laughs> ride his his cart across the spikes. I but... need to close your boots and your motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um so many bosses, so many birdos. I, there were are a lot so of birdos, birdos, but I I do enjoy the birdo fights. I think they're they're kind of fun. Yeah, um, just because you know, just that sort of catching the projectile. <laughs> exactly. And the the one that wasn't as fun though is the I found the mouser. That's the the yeah. little mouse that throws bombs because those Too many bombs, man. So I found a secret that if. Well, two things that you can catch projectiles if you, if you like, you know, basically let one land on top of you. So that gives you more time so that the bombs don't, you know, explode before you, you're able to throw them off. But I try also, to catch them midair. <laughs> yeah, catch them midair. And then also the Mauser's on a platform and he's actually really good at dodging the bombs. He is. So. You, you can't just put the bomb on one side. You got to put it somewhere in the middle of the platform. Well, yeah. Or you just kind of need to watch the pattern in which he's moving in. Yeah. Um, but you can't always like, it, it's, it's really, at least for me, it really was not easy to get the bomb exactly where I wanted it. Uh-huh. Um, Cause there's other bombs near you that are blowing up. He's throwing more bombs at you. Um, yeah, it's a stressful little fight, but it's, it's not too crazy hard. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it it is amazing how enemies in this game, how can they can throw like crazy amounts of projectiles at you? Um, so it's like, you're trying to get a bomb, but like there's already like three out on the field. So like trying to get that next bomb and avoid the other three that are about to explode. You know what? (laughs) That's, that's probably where toad comes in handy. Yeah. You can pick up those bombs real quick. Yeah, 
Exactly. Get the um, heck out of the way. And I thought it was kind of, I thought that Wart was actually a challenge using the rewind feature because I, I've, I, my joke was that you had to make Wart eat his vegetables. Yeah. And got to throw. Uh, well, actually, hey, this is Wart, the cause of all trouble in Dreamland. He absolutely hates vegetables uh-huh. and has stolen the world's harvest in an effort to get rid of them. A that noble is what cause. it says on this wiki. <laughs> He created the eight bits, all of the monsters in the game by using the dream machine. So yeah, he, you're right. He hates vegetables and you're like, shut up or you're eating your vegetables. Yeah. And only specifically, this is the, like the only name enemy in the game where he has to have his mouth open to, to yeah. before you can damage him, to like throw the vegetables at him. But the timing is so tight because like I would rewind and do the same throw like four times and you have to get it just right so that his projectile does not collide with the yeah. vegetable, but you also hit him at the same time, yeah. which is, it's crazy finicky. I would have gone insane if I didn't have like a rewind feature to beat this guy. Yeah. I think I tried just catch it mm-hmm. and throw it back at him as quickly as possible. Really? Okay. But I mean, obviously his mouth had to be open. Yeah. I would just be like waiting there, waiting for him to open his mouth. And then I just try and throw it really quick as soon as. <laughs> and then, sh- and then another thing flies out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From his contraption. Yeah. <laughs> the dream machine. His vegetable creating dream machine. Um, so I didn't, I, I wish I would have like delved into the secrets of the game before, like, because I never knew where to throw that beaker with chemicals. Like I would try and guess a couple times. Yeah. But... Like there, there's only a couple that I did via muscle or muscle memory where like I threw it down and like, Oh good. There's a mushroom right there. So I get an extra little gem for my life. Mm. Um, you know, so that you get an extra hit point basically, but really like, only some of those early in the game that I've done or that I can do on accident. Um, and then like I mentioned, there's, I think it, it might actually be like world four or five. It's, it's one of the desert levels that when you start, if you just run to the left and there's quicksand, let the quicksand pull you down under, but keep holding to the left and keep jumping. Uh-huh. And then basically it takes you down on the quicksand but if you keep jumping and moving to the left, you don't sink all the way. Okay. And then you can end up hopping out and then jump in a little pipe or not a pipe, but whatever the vase thing is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then take you to the end of the level. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, that's like the only, that's the only one that I remember. And so that's basically the only level that I really don't remember what it's like because I just instinctively start the level, run left go in the quicksand, go under, and then do my little shortcut to the exit. So on the linked page here where you have the um, world, it's the last warp, the world 5-3, where you have to like, where it describes you have to like use the albatross to get to left. That was the level that I was talking about too. Um, So you come up on the ladder, right? Anyway, that's, I I can't remember if that's the warp that I used to get to world 7. I think I think so because that's there says there's no other warps. So I think I skipped World Six <laughs> in some way, oh, wow. shape, or form. World Six Three, here it is. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So Six Three, it's to go straight to the end of the map. 
oh yeah, all of this I didn't play. <laughs> I might I might be done, but I might just want to I might just want to do a victory lap around my man. I loved this game growing up. Sure, um, I still love this game. I still love to come back to it and play it again. Love the music. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I I have never played this and I'm not super familiar with the music, um, definitely check out the link that I put somewhere in the notes to the music. Um, maybe that'll inspire you to play the game if you haven't done so already. But if you have and maybe you forgot how good the music is, go back and check it out again. It's it's fantastic. You know, it might even be on Spotify and stuff. I don't know. Maybe I should look for that too and see if there's a link there. Great characters, great game, great art style. I'm super biased via my nostalgia, but like I think it I I really think it stands up well or sorry, holds up well um and stands the test of time. So, yeah, that's, I that's me. I, I think it's particularly incredible if you actually hold this next to the original Mario Bros um and next to Super Mario Bros 2. It's just really it almost looks like a generational leap in like graphics. Um yeah. There, there's definitely a lot more complexity for what's and a lot going more on. Just detail on the characters and everything. So I, anyway, I, th- I think it's interesting in that regard. Um, but then you can also say the same thing about Super Mario Bros. Three. So, but that's uh, for another episode. <laughs> yeah, because have have you played three much? Not, not really. Okay. Well, one day you're you're in for an education because I also have. Many, many memories of Super Mario Brothers 3. Um, though I do love this game more, 3 is still very near and dear to my heart. I think my first Mario game was Super Mario Sunshine, if you can believe that. Like what? the like first Mario solo, because I didn't own Super Mario 64. I always like borrowed that one. And I did never had a wow. Super Nintendo as a kid. I know, isn't that crazy? Uh. <laughs> crazy to think about. Man, that's I don't know. Is that is that child neglect? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's I mean, that's not, not the first Mario game that I played, but that was the first one I owned, yeah. you know. So all right, that's fair. All right. Well, we got anything else you want to do while we're here in 1988? Uh no, you know, I think I'm good with parting with the 80s for now. Well, folks, that means we are gonna be going back to the future. So Let's get in that time machine. And we have arrived back in the future. And for you, listener, that is the past. Uh, It is June the 17th, 2021. Well, had a nice had a nice time talking about Super Mario Brothers 2 back in 1988. Yeah. Um, A world with corded phones. (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna say there's a lot more uh cell phones here. But there's yeah, <laughs> and less less cords to some extent. Yeah. Um oh man. Kind of. Anyway. I don't know. If you count all those micro USB cables we all have. I know, like, <laughs> that's true. It's like I have it's like back in 1988, I didn't have a drawer full of cables <laughs> um for all my technology. But anyway, um what do we talk about the stuff we've been playing? Anything in particular you want to kick us off with? Maybe some of the stuff we've, we, or at least a game we've both played? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe Rocket League. All right. Rocket League. 
Yeah, we did. And we won we, some games online. We teamed up. Oh, yeah, that's right. With uh, Strudel Cakes, friend of the show. We um, won like almost every game that entire hour we played. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> it's like never happens. So it's like, I'm not this good at Rocket League. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> but then like at the same time, you know, like we played Knockout City also and we had like the opposite experience. Oh, yeah, we did. So Knockout City, if you're not familiar, is a dodgeball competitive multiplayer game. And um, it, it's really fun, but it's like the, the amount of complexity and movement like reminds me of Super Smash Brothers Melee. Like I feel like you're wave dashing to yeah. like, because <laughs> you could be catching the ball or like yeah. dodging. The, the, the skill or, ceiling of this game is high. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, similar, similar to Rocket League. Yeah, but we just had the opposite experience that we, you know, like we had like oh, one. Man, we crushed. Yeah, we crushed the first, you know, team that we went up against, but then. Oh, it wasn't even fair. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but then from that point on, you know, karma kicked in oh, and it kicked God, in hard. It was terrible. And we just got continuously like we almost won one round of one of the games, but I think the guys kind yeah. of fell asleep for a second because they were beating us so hard the yeah, first I think round. Maybe they were like they're they maybe they felt bad for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we got slaughtered. It I don't know if the matchmaking or if it was just a poor time to be playing that maybe I don't know, maybe play. I want to try it again, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the, the game is a lot of fun. And for anyone who hasn't checked it out yet, it is on Game Pass. I think it's also free to play until you hit something like level 20 or level 25 or something in game. So even if you're not playing it on Game Pass, you can check it out on another platform. Uh, but it's fun. Okay. It's worth checking out. But I don't know how it'll matchmake you in your first online match. Yeah. Hopefully it puts you with other people that are not super experienced. Otherwise, if they don't, then it's kind of, it's going to turn away new players, I yeah. think. And yeah. the game is still really new, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's fun. It's worth checking out. Hopefully uh, it's, or, or I don't know, maybe, maybe we're just that bad. <laughs> it could be, it could be, <laughs> you know, it's not our game. Yeah. Well, let's see here. We, we both have played quite a few games in this past four weeks since we've recorded. Yep. I, of course, played some more Overwatch. Been doing it a bit on PC since I've been home, but when I was gone for a while and I was visiting with my dad, I had my Nintendo Switch with me. So in the evenings when he would go to bed, uh, since he had to get up and work early, I'd stay up for a while and play some Overwatch on my Switch. And... Uh, I have been queuing as DPS more just because it's something new to me. I'm not used to queuing as DPS. Um, so I've been using my priority uh, ticket stuff from playing Flex so often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got like on Switch, my queue times were like a minute using my priority ticket as DPS. So I, I got to play a bunch of games in a row. Um, so I'm getting, getting a little bit better at playing Torbjorn, um, having a lot of fun as Torbjorn actually. And, um, and when I'm ill matched playing against other folks, then I, I switch it up to Junkrat lately. Um, previously I was always sticking with Farah, 
And who is the other DPS that I would play? Tracer. So I'm just trying to expand the the characters that I play as and really I'm having a lot of fun um, with DPS. Still though, like after a few matches of DPS, I'm like, okay, I got to go back and be support again or I got to go back and be tank. Yeah, like, like this is exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, I've just got to be on it. Just like trying to damage dudes all the time. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just so much more used to to healing. So, I think that's a. It's it's really good balance that they've got those priority queue tickets. So if you're like, if you agree to like, just be whatever class is, um, you know, needed to keep matchmaking yeah. going. You know, I think that's a good trade off because it's like, hey, yeah. sometimes once in a while, I would like to play DPS too. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. So it's. It, I, I do really like the model that they've set up with the flex role and giving you those, those priority pass tickets. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, that's, that's fine. If you want to play DPS, like literally every single game, um, you know, I, I, I think you should, times, man. I think you that's should be you waiting. Do. Yeah, exactly. You should probably, you know, have some longer cute times. Yeah. And the only other thing that I was really, uh, that I, well, I guess the primary thing I have to mention also while I was gone, that I was checking out via xCloud streaming was Man Eater, that shark game. Huh. Um, it's it's pretty fun. Um, there are a couple sections that I feel like the game wants me to grind a little bit, which I've not been a huge fan of. But what I've played so far has been satisfying being a shark and chomping on people. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty great. The most fun you've had eating people on yes. in a video game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, Maybe I, I will. Cause I, I don't, I can't think of other times of eating people. Well, I guess maybe when I'm special infected in the versus mode of uh left for dead too, but that's been a while. Oh, I see. Yeah. Anyway, I could go through a couple things here. Um, so I, I've been still kind of experimenting with some games. There's this game I wanted to try out um, on the Apple arcade. It's called pinball wizard. Ooh. And this was an early, um, pinball game so this is interesting um it is a pinball game but it's like your your ball is like this little character um the, the whole story is that you're trying to climb this sort of tower but the tower is tilted <laughs> and what is happening is you have this little wizard character that's sort of like she has like a round head but her animation like basically when you use the paddle she's like running so she'll, you know, basically run up the side and then stop and then turn around and run back just like a pinball would, you know, but it's just <laughs> kind of funny, but here's the thing. It's a, it's a roguelike. So oh, weird. yeah. So you're climbing this tower through these floors, right? And there are enemies. Um, and basically when you hit them on there, you will attack, but they also have a chance to do damage to you when you hit them. But it's kind of one of those things as you start climbing floors, like the floors are eventually going to kill you. But with your experience and like the money and resources you collect, you can upgrade your character. So you can do things like this dash, which allows you to like slow down time and then like dash in a direction that you want to go. So that was like one power up that I um, did. But here's the thing about roguelikes for me. After a few times of dying, like I'll just like, put the game down and say, I never want to play this again because yeah, like, I'm I similar. just, I have to start over again. I'm tired of starting over. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the bummer. I had 
fun with it. I gave it a shot. I don't know if I'll return to it. So, gotcha. but I just thought I'd give it a shout out because it was, if you like that kind of thing, if you like the roguelike and you like this sort of like cutesy um, pinball game and you have access to Apple Arcade, <laughs> give it a shot. I mean, yeah. Um, and then I've also just been playing more clap hands golf, though I've way slowed down on it. I will very, only very occasionally play now. Gotcha. Um, I, uh, I was on a flight recently and, um, I played while I was on the flight, which is cool. And I saw somebody sitting in a seat, uh, either next to me or in my row or something playing the game also. So I was kind of cool. like, like, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, if I was a more outgoing person, I'd say, Hey, you want to go up against some multiplayer you want to golf it out here but anyway um and then i guess i'll i'll say the last thing because i'm sure. well, I'm on apple arcade i've just i've also been progressing further in outlanders also and outlanders is, has been fun there have been a couple levels level seven and level nine um that have both been like really really challenging because they have one one of the levels. Basically, it says you have to build a list of all these things in like 120 days. And this is like, you know, a little um, city builder sim, but, you know, like you can see all your characters and you assign them jobs and everything like that. So it's not like SimCity where there's these anonymous um, people or citizens running around, but you can actually see them. Anyway, so the objective is you have to build like two of this, three of this, four of this, and this many houses in 120 days. Well, the optional objective is to do it in half the time. In oh, 55. Wow. So I've been trying to do that. And I finally figured out the key to that level is like, you just have to build all the time, even if it doesn't make sense to build those things. Or even if you don't intend, you, you don't have enough time to utilize those buildings because for example, if you want a bakery, you need flour. And to a flour, you need windmill. And if you need and if, um, to be able to process wheat into flour at the windmill, you need a farm that is harvesting wheat. So, but the game wants you to build, you know, three bakeries in that one scenario. I see. I'm like, I could get maybe one wheat harvest, maybe two wheat harvests in that 55 days. Like it doesn't make sense to actually utilize them. So you just place them anywhere. <laughs> so anyway, that took a few tries. Um, so uh, anyway, the game is throwing some interesting hooks and kind of teaching you how to play the game differently. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, it's, it's a really chill, like it's a great game because there's a lot of downtime, you know, cause the villagers actually go to sleep. So you can like watch TV, even though you can accelerate time, you can just, it's still like, you don't have to be a hundred percent on. You're mostly watching the action play out cool. on screen. So yeah. Yeah. That sounds cool. I might have to check that out because yep. I finally activated my Apple arcade uh, free trial and I have been playing a bit of what the golf oh. that game is super fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've really been enjoying that. It, there have been a couple of times that I just I've just laughed out loud from how the beginning of the level starts because you go back and you pull back to swing, and then something unexpected happens. Like there's so many things that are unexpected that will happen. Sometimes you'll get a little like a little clue that maybe something is going to go not as what how you would expect. But then usually even it's different from that. 
but yeah, they they've got they've got some cool references uh, in the game as well to, to some other things too. So yeah, played that, and then I don't know. There's another another iOS game that's like I can't remember what it's called, but you're a guy who has a cat, and it's a particular art style where you trying to make your garden look nicer because your next door neighbor is moving in. Really? But then it's a match three game anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. So it has, it has a lot of the mechanics of a free to play game that is a match three decorating, whatever style game, but it doesn't have the microtransactions. Okay. So it's, it, it's been tolerable. Um, if I could remember the name, I would say it, but it's uh, some Simon's cat or something, maybe. Yeah, I, I think that's um, yeah. Based, uh, um, is that the webtoon also that? Or I think the, so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Simon's it, cat. It looks like it's. It looks like yeah. it's a. Yeah, from some comic strip. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, I, so I mean, the match three stuff, and it's it's pretty fun. Um, you know, simple time waster, but also. Gets your brain going. Yeah, that's that's mainly what I've done on uh, iOS. And then um, I have heavily gotten into Rock Band 4 lately. Um, okay. I am still waiting on my drum adapter, sadly, but kind of getting back into playing guitar and bass in Rock Band. And experts hard. <laughs> like, I used to be really good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, back in the Guitar Hero days. But then I, I thought about it and was like, the last time I really focused on guitar as my primary instrument was Guitar Hero 3. Mm. Because after that, Rock Band came out and I played the heck out of Rock Band drums. So anyway, still waiting, waiting on the adapter, but uh, getting into Rock Band Rivals, just joined a new crew recently on the quest to Bloodstone. But... Um, I mean that's that's the rating that we're hoping to get. Okay. But anyway, yeah, having a lot of fun with it. I freaking love rock band. So it's been nice to like be in the rock band Discord because I didn't know that was a thing. Um, so chatting with folks on the rock band Discord, that's how I found the crew that I joined. And um yeah, gonna keep having some fun with that. Um, and then also you and I finally finally got to play human fall flat yep. after we tried a couple different times on multiple platforms and we literally like not only could we not join games with each other but we couldn't even join any public games yeah like, there was something was like wrong broken or something for a while yeah yeah there was no way to join a game or create a game so which was like just so weird because it's like are we doing something wrong well and it was weird because we could see other games existed yeah so it didn't work for me on xcloud it didn't work for me on my xbox and it didn't work for me on my pc so i i tried everything i possibly could have and the game did not work until we finally just tried it the other day and that game's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, and well, there was one thing we actually didn't. We we also tried. We tried the remote play together on Steam. Oh yeah, and that also oh, yeah, that also didn't work. Didn't work. So that was that was the most confusing part because I'm like, that doesn't rely on, you know, their servers at all. Yeah, <laughs> like it's using Steam's anyway. So yeah, the game Bad is luck. a lot a lot of fun. Um, what what did what did you like about it? 
I just like how goofy it is. Yeah. Just, I don't know that it, it, I also love the fact that it seems like the game has a particular path that, that it expects you to take, but you don't have to take it. You can find some other weird physics way to get around whatever the obstacle is, or literally climb over it to get to whatever the objective is and totally cut out a different area. But I also really loved when we grabbed that rope. <laughs> yeah. And took and it across. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah. I, the, the thing about this game is it reminds me of being a child on the playground at school, you know, cause it's kind of like, yeah. I'm going to grab this monkey bar and swing from it, you know, like, because yeah. you can do that stuff in this game. You can just like grab things and see what happens, you know, um, or I'm going to climb up on this tire, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. And it just reminds me of children playing because your character kind of like stumbles around, you know, there's more like vehicles and stuff in the game that I would oh. really like you to experience. So Heck anytime yeah. you want to play some more of that game, it's uh it's Definitely. pretty interesting. So I'm always down. Um, at some point though, I think when you get like more than like three or four players actually playing it, it becomes kind of like too many cooks in the kitchen almost. Gotcha. But I mean, some of the levels are designed around that to where you have, you know, people doing multiple jobs. Yeah, multiple different approaches also to the like to traverse the same area yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly, but like it it's it, then it becomes almost like fall guys where you're trying to like who can get there first and <laughs> people falling and anyway. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, fall guys. It's been a little bit since I played that. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Didn't we play I'm, that? With, I'm not uh, acknowledging. No, I, yeah, you're right. We okay. play Mario Kart. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know much to say about it. Other than <laughs> we played it. It was, I think it was fun. It was fun for me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, exactly. We, we, you know, always never a really bad time with Mario Kart. So, yeah. I mean, there are certain scenarios where I'm in first place and then I get hit by a blue shell and then a red shell and then something else happens and I'm in eighth all of a sudden. But and then that, I squeak past you. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. That's that's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> um, I've got a few things that I've been streaming. Um, Pikmin 2, I'm um, going to probably take a break from because what I'm calling the post-game content, some of these later dungeons, it's not the post-game content that I've really gotten to yet, but but I, I did get an ending to the game. Oh, okay. I, I'd like to collect 100% of all the parts or all the junk that you can find in the game. But some of the levels... Get all that kiwi shoe polish. Yeah, some of the levels are going to like require some repetition to actually get to because um, I got to one dungeon and the boss actually killed me and that was particularly gnarly because when you actually run out of pikmin the dungeon resets all your progress um but if you had like one pikmin left and you decided to if you found an exit and managed to escape you can come you know basically your progress is saved and you can just like you still have to go through the whole dungeon again but you don't have to collect all the junk that you collect on every floor okay. so yeah i um yeah, that's that that happened to me. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to keep doing this on stream because this game is I've already felt like it's overstaying its welcome in that regard. So I'll I need a break. So instead, I've been playing this game called The Wild at Heart, 
which you recommended. Yeah, I saw like I saw a trailer for it and was like, I immediately thought of you and thought that you would enjoy it. So it it feels like part Luigi's Mansion in a way because your character has a vacuum that you can use to suck up items and collectibles. Um, but it's also a large part Pikmin. Yeah. <laughs> and because you uh, collect these little spiritlings, I believe they're called, and um, you're just a little boy named Wake and you've run away from home and you discover sort of this magical group of uh, guardians, which are just kind of like these old folks living in the woods that have kind of like forgotten their names and forgotten any past life. You know, they only know the life that they have now. Um, so you're basically a kid that's run away to join a bunch of vagabonds. <laughs> and it's, it's really interesting. The art style is really cool. Cause it's all like sort of 2d sprite based, but it, it kind of has like this hand-drawn like hand-drawn because the ever all the drawings and everything looks sharp but it looks like a like a children's book the way you yeah you know. i mean i would say it's kind of a like it, it almost looks like media molecule art style yeah kind of yeah. but not exactly yeah feels very like at least in the same vein so yeah it's good i'm going to continue playing that so if you know uh, people are interested in seeing it um, I just haven't figured out whether it's going to be on Tuesdays or Thursdays or what next week or the week after next is going to look like. And then last thing I'll talk about right now is I've also been uh, streaming Stardew Valley. Nothing really to say there. It's more Stardew Valley. I made it to summer, which feels particularly appropriate for this time right now because since it's summer. So um, it would be kind of interesting to keep playing that game like through the seasons. I mean, I think eventually I'm going to go faster than they like i'm gonna start getting to fall while it's still summer here but yeah just playing it once a week you know getting through a few days at a time and yeah that's that's a really fun game it's been a while since i've played it but i i think i think right when it was released on the switch was when i started playing it and i don't i think i've made it through one year and then i kind of stopped even though it doesn't necessarily end right there yeah um i just made it end right there I've gotten to year two, probably on three play th- like three attempts now. Um, so this would be my fourth attempt because I did two on PC and then one on Switch. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's something about once if you play a lot and then you get to year two, a lot of the kind of the events start to repeat themselves in a way, mm-hmm. like some of the content. So you kind of stop seeing. You, st- you still see new stuff, new stuff still happening, but it's just like, it, it kind of feels like you're going through another loop again. So I don't know if that has something to do with it. Get some other things on here too. Yeah. Uh, real quick. So I started finally playing Diablo three on the switch. Um, it was something I got on sale a long time ago. And finally, I think it was actually while I was visiting my dad, uh, one of the nights I fired that up. And then I didn't play it a lot because I was like, this actually is making me want to play Minecraft Dungeons. Um, and though I actually wrote Xbox One here, it actually was via xCloud streaming mm. um, that I played some Minecraft Dungeons again. And that scratched the itch I was looking for a little bit more than Diablo at the time, which is probably blasphemy because Minecraft Dungeons is based on Diablo. But I think I was looking for a more streamlined experience. I was going to say, it's just more streamlined. (laughs) Yeah. So just something, you know, quick and easy to get in and out of um, without having to, I don't know, think too much about 
learning a new game and doing stuff with new loot. So yeah, I had a good time with that. Um, then also actually a friend of mine told me that he was picking this game up and I played the first one and had a really great time with it. So I figured what the heck I'll get this too. Um, and it's chivalry Two um, that recently released on PC. I think it's currently exclusive to Epic, but it's going to be on steam at some point it's on Xbox uh, one series S and X, and then also uh, PlayStation four and five. And it's fun. I mean, you can do 64 player battles of just swords and like sword and shield or axes or maces or all kinds of sharp or blunt weapons and then just beat the crap out of each other on a (laughs) battlefield. It's like, it's all medieval first person warfare and there's so many ridiculous voice lines um, from the characters like tis but a scratch shows up on your screen when you get your arm cut off <laughs> cut your arm off no you haven't <laughs> nice. i've had worse <laughs> oh loony anyway yeah it's 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 a lot of fun it is really really brutal I've gotten decapitated a bunch of times but it's also really satisfying to do that to other people but yeah it was it was a good time um i've gone back and played it a few more times uh like there there have been some nights lately where i'm like okay i'm gonna do like three or four rounds of overwatch and then i'm gonna close out the night with chivalry too and then the last thing that i played in my long list of games actually was just today during lunch um tried out a couple of songs so i've really you know like i mentioned been into rock band lately and then talking with a friend of mine and then digging through one of my drawers um during lunch i was like oh yeah i have a rocksmith cable and i got the game on a sale a long time ago but it didn't work for some reason so i was like whatever i'm gonna try it again well it worked this time and it's been a long time since i played the guitar but I don't know, this, this was like a nice, fun, approachable way to get me to touch my guitar again. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm in, like, also, to be honest, part of the reason this came up is because of the whole um, Rocksmith Plus service that's coming up. And I was like, oh, that seems cool, but I should probably look at the thing that already exists that I have access to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know how much I'm going to try to play it cuz as soon as my as soon as my drum adapter arrives, I will be doing nothing but that like in rock band. But anyway, also also what I've been playing but not a video game is I'm playing my drums a lot, which has been a lot of fun. Um trying to play along to some of my favorite records, which I am not as good as those drummers, but um, slowly starting to pick up some new techniques and, uh, yeah, just picking, picking apart some of the songs I listen to, see how I can play, uh, you know, play it myself. So I think fun. that the drums are a surprisingly like, um, self-teachable, like sort of instrument, you know, in a way, like I, I yeah. have a friend of mine who's an excellent drummer and he's um, entirely self-taught. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I am, I am largely taught by rock band. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, something. You know. But but it it translates like you know once you st- once you start playing expert pro drums, um, and kind of getting used to that, like that 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 really does help out. I could definitely tell a difference though that I've I've started to get better um, using a real drum set. But anyway. That's. I just wanted to say one thing on Rocksmith too. It's like that was when I used to play it because I have the 2013 version on on PS3 and I played. It was a really good activity that got me just playing my guitar. You know, like it didn't necessarily make me any better, but it definitely made me one of like once I played like a song or two, I would start like going through things that I remember how to play and, and yeah. messing with it. So like if I was learning guitar, it would be a very good, I'm, I'm going to call it a toy to like help yeah. you practice like a practicing tool maybe. Yeah. And it looks like there's a few different, like a few different exercises and a few different things that you can get through that are not just focusing on playing a song. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, I'm, I'm interested to see how, good of a guitar teaching tool the new rocksmith service is as compared to like what already exists yeah i think i could probably use my adapter that i have too yeah so that'd be good that'd be awesome um one more thing that i've been playing that i've been busy Mm -hmm. playing and this is what i've um it probably would have been a good stream game but i played uh i finished subnautica recently So, and this is something I set out to do a few weeks ago because I saw that, you know, I told myself, I'll just, you know, no hurry to get through Subnautica. I'll get through it one of these days and one day Below Zero will come out and I'll be ready for it. Well, Below Zero came out (laughs) 1.0 and guess what? I have not beaten Subnautica. I've, you know, I, I played, uh, I played a good bit of it in early access, but I think I got to a point to where like the game isn't done. Like there's no more real content to keep going here. That might not have been true. I think maybe I lost interest at some point, but I just felt like I'm like, the game doesn't feel like it's in a hundred percent finished state. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I've been playing this and like, you know, after stream and in my free time while watching other streamers and yeah, I finally finished it and it took me 24 hours to do it, but I, you know, I, and I'm glad I experienced it. And even though I kind of knew the plot and like, uh, some aspects of the lore, I got a bit, a much better deep dive. Like I actually got to dance with the sea dragons. I like to say, because, um, those are, those are like the, the, probably the biggest, you know, that's the most threatening enemy in the game period is the sea dragon. So any, anyway, they're, they're huge. They're a uh, hundred meters long. So oh, wow. th- three football fields. They're, they're huge. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. So, yeah. They're, they're the lar- largest in the game. They dwarf your giant submarine that you can craft, you know? So wow. um, yeah, but, but they were like really cool, like beautiful creatures, like, and, and just to see them in motion in the game. Cause they just like, swim around with their crazy call and they just like breathe fireballs in different directions. It's like, it's really interesting. And I guess that all I'm really going with this is that I think Subnautica is really cool and I think people should play it. Um, I think everyone should experience it, I guess, in some way. Yeah. The little bit that you like streamed to show me on discord looked pretty cool. Yeah. I just, the idea, you know, it's, it's one of the few like survival crafting games where, or, you know, maybe the only one that does this well, but it's entirely underwater, you know, 
Mm-hmm. There, there was one game that was kind of like Minecraft. It was like a Minecraft clone that was called Far Sky that was similar. It completely took place underwater, base building, that sort of stuff. But um, it was it's kind of a Java game. So I don't know if it, like, I don't think it actually ever took off, but gotcha. it's the only other game like that. But yeah, I just always been, you know, I wish I could do that. I wish I could you know, stay in an underwater facility for some amount of time where you have to like scuba dive to get in and out. Not a, not a tunnel <laughs> where you you're on land and you take an elevator down. Like, no, I, I want to have to get wet to get inside of the, you know, like, um, uh, oh, okay. I I'm, I'm a scuba diver, but, um, there's a new unique property that like, they actually have research facilities that actually are deep underwater and the reason being is because if you plan on staying down there, you can actually bend the rules on like how long you can breathe compressed air. Like, because mm. you get like the bends or the sickness when you come to the surface, but if yeah. you never come to the surface, then there's no problem. <laughs> so if you just yeah. stay down there, you can dive like a lot more. You can anyway. So like there, there might be a maximum of like six hours a day that you could potentially dive. and but you can basically dive unlimited when you're staying underwater. So, okay. That's my tangent. Yeah. Well, we've made it through our long lists of all the things that we've been playing in the past four weeks. And E3 and um, Super Mario Brothers 2. It's quite an episode. Yeah. We got, we got lots of stuff. So thanks for sticking with us through all this. Uh, You got anything else before we do our outro? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's time to talk about the next game. I picked out this game. Um, the next episode. This is a, a game that I played a lot uh, when it came out. It's called uh, Pixel Junk Shooter for the Sony PlayStation Three. I am personally playing through. Uh, you, you can actually purchase Pixel Junk Shooter on PC now, um, so you don't have to have a PlayStation Three. But there is also a new game, um, Pixel. Junk Shooter Ultimate that was released originally on the PS4, but is also on PC now. I am playing the Ultimate version on PS4, so that's how I'm going to play through it. Yeah, I I might play the vanilla version of it on PC, but you did inform me that I could play, what, Ultimate on my Vita? Yes. Yeah. So I might do that. I think that's a great way, and, well, I... It, I don't know if the sale's still up, but at least at the time of recording, I think the sale goes to the 18th. This game is oh, $4 okay. if you don't own it already, but I bet you do. I should capitalize it or capitalize on it if I don't have it already because I wonder maybe if it's been a PS Plus game before. It has. It has been a PS Plus game, but it was oh, a while ago. You might already own it. You might already own I'll it. I'll have to so, see. Okay, I'm going to have to dust off my Vita. There, There is something really cool about Ultimate, I will say, is that um, they added this thing. I love it. I forgot about this, but every um, room or every section of the level, it will tell you how many diamonds are in that room because oh, yeah. on the original, I used to have to scour each and every level on the possibility that there might be a diamond, but it will tell you when you've collected all the diamonds so you can move on safely. Oh, cool. So anyway, that's, I really like that about ultimate. So. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll probably end up doing that then. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check as soon as we're done if I already have the game or not. And then okay. if I don't, then I'll have to try to see if I can catch that sale. So those of you keeping score at home going like, wait a second, PlayStation 3. Yeah, I got to remind you guys, that's two generations ago now. 
Yeah. Two generations. This game came out more than 10 years ago. So uh, we're, we're taking a stand. We're saying two plus generations old is retro. Yeah. So it might be the newest game that we've ever played. It is. We, we have not come this far into the future. Cause I think, uh, like I think I said a second ago, 2009, I think is when it was released. Uh-huh. So two very different extremes of time travel here, this episode, 1988, and then we're going all the way up to 2009. So, um, yeah, lots of stuff happening. Lots of time passing between those two uh, games. But it is crazy to think how long ago 2009 feels. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about so it. So yeah, Jesus. anyway, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And and also, I guess you and I did uh, remote play together the first world. Um, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to playing the game in its entirety. Um, I really enjoy t- uh, twin stick shooters myself. Yep. Oh, just randomly. I was thinking I was going to maybe try to put another like old episode out last weekend. Well, last weekend I was dealing with my hard drive kind of dying slash. I was throwing in a new solid state hard drive in my iMac. So kind of also messed up my, my plans and schedule for what I wanted to have out in the world for all you wonderful listeners. So Anyway, we're back in full effect <laughs> and uh, back on our normal schedule of stuff now. So anyway, all right. Well, everybody, thanks so much for listening to the show. We know there are a lot of podcast options out there, and we appreciate you taking the time to put our words in your ears. It really does mean a lot. Uh, you can also check out our website at www.retrogametimemachine.com, and you can subscribe to this podcast if you've not done so already on Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Radio Public. You can join our Discord. You can get a shirt made by a podcast you listen to. May or may not be your favorite, but hey, (laughs) it's a podcast you listen to. Um, Somebody complimented my shirt when I was wearing it the other day. And yeah, they're like, hey, that's a nice shirt. I'm like, this is, thanks. didn't go into the spiel but anyway um why don't you guys come and join us next time when we talk about pixel junk shooter for the sony playstation 3 that's now retro bye for now see you